Welcome to the Lug Nuts Podcast. It's what the Bible says. Hey guys, um, it's the mystery person. <laughs> Welcome to What the Bible Says, Podcast 17. I've got Nick next to me, Kenny, Hello. Josiah, Aiden, <laughs> and... Steve. <laughs> I think she forgot my name there. <laughs> Everyone does. I forgot your name in church a couple of weeks ago. That is true. She's just like, I think I've gone to church with you for a decade. What was your name again? <laughs> I don't know. Uh. Actually, that could be me just doing an impersonation of myself as a girl. That Whoa. Is entirely Whoa. Steve, Steve, you do a great impression of a girl, by the way. Oh, I do. I'm impressed. Hello, Very welcome to the Lord Nets Podcast. <laughs> It's just it, Elmo. It, it digre- <laughs> <laughs> it digress. It's the best quick. thing I got, dude. <laughs> I want to mm. do an entire podcast with just that it's voice. Just Elmo. Mm. You cookie monster. I like that too. You know, I really mm. hope for yeah, our yeah. viewers' sake that this is not their first time listening. <laughs> <laughs> I often wonder, like, when people join in, they're like episode like 16. We're all comfortable with each other at that point, and they're just like, what is going what on? What is wrong with you people? <laughs> first time listeners <laughs> what is the anthology all right so here yes. we go all right so everybody's gonna play on this one all right so what are and there's there's all kinds of ways we can go with this the characteristics of a good friend because that's the topic of our of what we're talking about here a good friend and that could be all kinds of things so my mark you set go trustworthy a good friend is someone who is <laughs> trustworthy and he's like, he took mine. <laughs> I, seem, first. I seem to do this with Kenny. Like, I'll say something, and he just immediately, if he would have had a second, like, sooner. Yeah. Honest. Honesty. Mm. Trustworthy. Honest. Sounds like Abe Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say a good friend is willing to give constructive criticism. Ooh, that kind of helps. Ooh. That's kind of where we're going today. Nice. Yeah, I don't like good friends. You know, Bit convicting just, there. Okay, Josiah. <laughs> no um, conviction. They put up with you even when you're not pleasant to be around. Ooh. Mm. So all the time? <laughs> <laughs> just for you, Aiden. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. He wasn't looking at anybody in particular. So. I was looking at myself. <laughs> all right. So, wha- so, 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 not, uh, not a person, but how do I say this without giving away the answer? A good friend sometimes isn't necessarily another person. Because the friend today we're going to talk about is not a person. For example, it's cold. You've been outside shoveling snow, and you're chilled to the bone. And a good friend at that time is what? Coffee. Hot cup of coffee. (laughs) A hot cup of coffee. Right. Or, um, again, you're, you're going to take a nap or whatever, and you just got a warm, snuggly blanket. That's your good friend. So, so think about that with me. What What are some, you know, get away from people now. What are some What are some comfort items that maybe you would say that really kind of helps me to be very. That's a That's a feeling that I might have that help uh, helps me to alleviate that feeling i know as a kid i was very big into i had a skunk like <laughs> like a you know like it's like a stuffed teddy bear but i had a stuffed skunk <laughs> a stuffed skunk and i called it skunky uh-huh and 
I apparently we have the original one, and it's just like totally like there's no fur on it. That's how much <laughs> I like used it. So like like I would say stuffed animals are a great okay. comfort item. Good. Not anymore, though. I want to clarify that. I don't have Skunky in my bed anymore. Bald Skunky. He has a real Bald. skunk now. <laughs> yes. Bald Skunky. <laughs> oh, no. One more. Anybody else? What's something that you would say, that's a really a good friend? Not a person. That can be a really a good friend to um, to another, to something, for some whatever reason. Anything come to mind? All right. Let me, let me propose one to you. Here's this word. The word is guilt. Guilt is your friend. Ooh, that it, it got quiet here in the room very quickly. Dun dun. Normally, when you think about guilt, what do you associate with the word guilt? Um, a mistake. A mistake. Mm. Pain. Pain. Suffering. Suffering. <laughs> Regret. Regret. Mm. Are all those things that you guys just said, are those something you go, that that's what a friend is all about? Pain, regret, suffering. My friend. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And so I want to just suggest to us today that we biblically look at guilt. And, th- and I think when you guys get done, you'll kind of see where I'm going with this, that guilt is not actually a bad thing. Guilt is my friend. So let's take a look at, we're in Joshua, chapter 7. The build-up here, and for our listeners out there, what really helps, and I'm just going to give you the Reader's Digest condensed version, is Joshua chapter 6 is uh, Joshua and again going back in to reclaim the land. Uh, Moses is dead. He's handed the baton to Joshua. And the first city they run into is Jericho. Jericho is this walled, fortified city. It's huge. And if you've you know read anything about her about the Bible, um, all they do is they march around the walls for seven days. They shout and they go in, and they destroy the place. And it's a huge, big victory. Now, one of the things that they were told was sometimes you can go in and take the stuff with you. Other times, just trust me and move on. Leave leave the gold. Leave all that right there. And so, chapter seven, you'll see there's a guy named Achan. It says Achan's sin. And what happened is is Achan doesn't listen and he takes some stuff and god said don't do that and so we're going to see the result of that so we're going to this is a little bit longer bible study today but i think it really i think this is an issue i really want you guys to kind of work through as far as our viewers are concerned so go grab a cup of coffee it's not gonna be an hour but uh, we're going to settle in here we're going to take and read the word i'm going to just kind of do a little teaching here this morning so who'd like to read uh, joshua chapter 7 verse 1 through Five. We'll kind of break it up in chunks here. Who'd like to read that? I'll do it. Okay, go right ahead. We're going to see if I can pronounce most of the names in here. Just go fast and, and, and pretend like you know what you're talking about. And everybody goes, oh, I didn't know that's how you said that. It works is well. that how you've been a pastor all these years? Yes, it is. <laughs> I just read all those names. People go, wow. I go, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no teaching to prove this right. No. So, all right, go ahead. Verses 1 through, what did I say, 5? Chapter 7. Chapter 7. Achan's sin. The Israelites, however, were unfaithful regarding the things set apart for destruction. Achan, son of Carmi, son of Zabdi, Son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah took some of what was set apart, and the Lord's anger burned against the Israelites. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, Ai, 
AI? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is near Beth Avon, east of Bethel, and told them, go up and scout the land. So the men, men went up and scouted AI. After returning to Joshua, they reported to him, don't send all the people, but send about two or 3,000 men to attack AI. Since the people of AI are so few, don't wear out all of our men there. So about 3,000 men went there, up there, but they fled from the men of AI. The men of AI struck down about 36 of them and chased them from outside the city gate to the quarries, striking them down up, uh, on the descent. As a result, the people lost heart. Okay, now this is for your Bible trivia. In all the military campaigns that Joshua and the Israelites did in reclaiming the land, this is the only time they got defeated. They win every other time. They win. This is the only defeat. And what's interesting is, let's put this in perspective. Let's say the five of us, God says, I want you to go and attack Indianapolis and destroy it. (laughs) And we go, kind of like you guys did. Oh, no way. And he says, yeah, by the way, what you're going to do is you're going to just walk around 465, just walk around every day. And on the seventh day, I want you to walk around seven times and then go in and shout and take down Indianapolis. And we do it. And we win. That's what Jericho is. Now, we come back from that and like we're like, hey, what's up? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're feeling pretty good. And God says, I want you to go take out I gotta get a town that people don't Tyner. live in. Tyner. <laughs> Tyner. You guys know where Tyner is? Yes. Tyner is over there. It's just a little there. small town. And so, because we just had this great victory in Indianapolis, Josiah says, Man, we don't need to send everybody. Just send Kenny and Nick. Just go. And they go over and they get routed. They get routed. Not only do they lose, they just lose. And Kenny dies. Sorry. <laughs> and, and Nick loses Rip. five millimeters Sorry, of his finger. <laughs> That's the picture of what's going on. And all of this is because in this situation, Aiken didn't listen. And he took some of the devoted things. So go back to verse 1. It says, when you did that, it says the Lord's anger burned against Israel. And it's interesting. This is a whole other lesson because of one guy's sin Who's toast? Everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other podcast sometime about how I think maybe my sin isn't going to affect anybody else. It really, it really does. So they go back to Joshua, and you take a look at the tail end of chapter 5. It says, the hearts of the people melted and became like water. These people who had just whooped up on Jericho are now just, they've lost all confidence as far as that's, that's concerned. That's the setup. All right, now, we're going to get to the whole guilt thing here in a little bit. It's kind of like this morning, my introduction this morning. Just bear with me. I'll get there. I'll get there. So I need somebody now to read verses uh, 6 through 9. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. All right, Kenny, go right ahead. <laughs> then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord, unveiling as he did the elders of Israel. <clears throat> Why is that so funny? I don't know. You just coughed. <laughs> and you started <coughs> laughing. I'm not laughing. He did. I didn't say you. He did. I was getting ready to, though. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. As they did the elders of Israel, they all put the dust on their heads. O Lord God, Joshua said, why do you ever bring these people across to the Jordan, across the Jordan to hand us over to the Amorites yep. for destruction, for our destruction? 
If only we had been content to remain on the other side of the Jordan. What can I say, Lord, now that now that Israel has turned its back and run from its from its enemies? When the Ar- when the Canaanites and all who lived in the land hear about this, they will surround and wipe wipe out our name f- from the earth. Then they will then what will you do about your great name? Right. And so Joshua comes in, he tears his clothes, falls face down, and he says, quite honestly, why? Why did you send us in? You know, why this? Why that? You know, what, 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 what are people going to think? What are they going to think about you? And why did you ever bring us out? You know, they start questioning. They're doubting what's going on. So look at verse 10. Who just read, wants to read just verse 10, the Lord's answer here. I will. Got it. The Lord then said to Joshua, stand up. Why have you fallen face down? Stand up. What are you doing? There's a problem here. And here's the problem. And I'm going to read from here on because I just want to comment as we go through here. Israel has sinned. You have sinned. I told you don't take the stuff. What would you do? You took the stuff. And Joshua, at this point in time, does he knew? Does he know who took the stuff? No, he got no clue at all. You know, there's only one guy, and we're not going to go through the whole thing. Let me tell you, like that, something really bad happens to Achan. <laughs> that does not have a happy ending for Achan at, at all. Israel has sinned; they violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. What have they done? They have taken some of the devoted things. They've stolen. They've lied. They've put them with their own their own possessions. This is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because, and then look at this next phrase, they've been made liable to destruction. That's the word guilt. That's what the word guilty means. Right? So stop and think about If you're in a, in, a, uh, in a courtroom and you get brought in there and you have the trial, at the end the verdict is either innocent. If you're innocent, what happens? What do you do? You walk out. You go home. You're done. You're innocent. If you are guilty, what happens next? Sentencing. The fen- yeah, the penalty phase. You are now, see, when the judge says you're guilty, he says you are now liable to punishment. You are now liable to destruction. Because of your actions, you now have a punishment phase of that. And because of that punishment phase, how is Israel feeling right now? Really bad, really, really bad about what's, what, about what's going on here. And so I want you guys to see the, the, the progression here. Because they sinned, God says you're guilty. And sometimes people say they, they, they make guilt into a feeling. It's not really, you can't really be guilty. You can't feel guilty. You can be guilty, but you can't really feel guilty. What you can feel is bad feelings about what's going on. So sin produces guilt. Guilt produces bad feelings. Does that make sense? Because that's what's going on here. Now, we go on. Verse 12 says, This is why the the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their back and run because they've been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. And so God says to them, there's a way to get rid of the bad feelings. You have to get rid of what? 
I know it's late in the afternoon. We're all sleepy at this point in time. It's a pretty heavy lesson. But I think it's a good one. You have to get rid of the sin. Right. You've got to get rid of the sin. Now, let's go to Psalm 32. You, you have to have that background, because to me, that's the teaching. When I teach about sin, guilt, bad feelings, that's where I go. But now let's take a look at Psalm 32. And again, this is a very familiar section of Scripture. <clears throat> and this is a Psalm of David. Psalm 32. Now, what had David done that got him to this point as far as God's displeasure is concerned? I believe this would be after he took, he sent the guy to the front lines to be killed and took his wife. Mm -hmm. Because of a lady named Bathsheba. Bathsheba, right. He's the king, and he's up on top, and he's looking down, and here's this woman taking a bath, and so he says, go get her. And if you're the king... That's what you do. And his, his troops are out, and they're, they're, they're at a battle. And, uh, and again, long story short, uh, he brings her up there. He has sex with her. She gets pregnant. He's, he's, an, you know, he's a fornicator and tries to get her husband to come back to kind of have him to maybe have sex with her so he can kind of carry it up because, you know, who's going to figure out who the kid is? He won't do it. So he has this guy murdered. So now he's a fornicator. He's a murderer. He's a liar. He's all of these things. He has sinned. Now, let's take a look at Psalm 32. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him, and whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of the summer. Because of his sin... He was guilty. He was being punished for that. Now, not every sin that we can say results in punishment. But in this situation, he understands what's going on. How is he going to get rid of this? How is he going to deal with this? Verse 5, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And look at this next phrase. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. His guilt, your friend, or your enemy. Let me, let, let me give you this. Here's an illustration. You drive down the road. The oil light comes on. How many people go, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm glad my oil light came on. I haven't put oil in this car for two months. I'm just hoping that my oil light. Honey, look at it. Hey, the oil light came on. Yes. Does anybody say that? Aiden, do you say that? <laughs> no. 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 When your oil light comes on, you go, oh, well. It's a family show, so we can't say what a lot of people probably say <laughs> at this point. Christian family show, by the way. You go, ugh. So there's, uh, right, so let's think about the sin. What's the sin? Didn't put oil in. Okay, you're guilty. What's the guilt? Red light. Guilty, guilty. What's it saying? Liable to punishment. Liable to punishment. What's the remedy? How, and then, then, then bad feelings. Okay, sin, guilt, bad feelings. Because you go, ugh. So what's the remedy? There are two remedies on how you get rid of that red light. What's the first one? Cover it up. Cover it up. <laughs> Good old duct tape right over the light. Or right over the top of it. Red light went away. Okay, and so for a season, guess what? Feel good. But eventually, what's going to happen? It's no going to cause bigger problems. Oh, bigger problems. That's one way. Or the second way is to put oil in your Put car. oil in it. Put oil in it. And, and here's my point. My point is, is that we live in a world 
where people sin, they feel bad about it, and we tell them, oh, that's all right, don't worry about it. Everybody's doing it. You're human. It's not that big a deal. They feel bad. Are we really helping people when we tell them it's not that big a deal? What's the answer? No. Absolutely not. No, because, again, in David's situation here, what he acknowledged was his sin, and he says, I confessed it, and I acknowledged it, and then what does God do? Forgave him. He gives, yeah, forgiveness. And I think there's probably people right now who are listening to us. I mean, I know we like to joke around, have fun, stuff like this, but I also think we have a message that we want to share. Mm. And that is there's a lot of people out there that got a lot of heavy guilt and a lot of bad feelings, and it's actually not bad that they feel bad because that's that inside monitor that's saying, that's that red light. Buddy, you better go put oil in it. And unfortunately, sometimes what are people doing? Putting a Band-Aid over it. They're just covering it up. And so in the situation, as far as Achan was concerned, God said, don't do that. You sinned. Josh, what's going on right here? You're now liable to punishment. And the way you deal with it is not just to pretend like it's okay. you got to go back and figure out. And for our, our listeners, maybe you guys want to do that, go back and pick up that story in Joshua 7, and you will find out what God thinks about when you take the devoted things. It's not a happy ending for for Aiken, but it can be a good ending for us. So in the grand scheme of things, I hope our listeners and everybody in this room would say, you know what? Guilt is my friend. Hmm. Questions or comments? I got the lug nuts thinking. It's always good when I got the lug nuts thinking because every now and then, pretty light, pretty heavy, but that's okay. I agree. You definitely brought it all around. I was, yeah. I mean, I kind of had an idea of where you were going with it from the beginning, but didn't didn't picture that. It's good. What else? Anybody else? Anything? All right. So I I think that's just you know what happens. People just like to cover stuff up. So don't don't help. You know, we're not helping people by saying it's all right. Everybody's doing it. Don't worry about it. You know, confess that and God can forgive. All right. So. I know most people have just hung on to this part just to find out who our mystery <laughs> announcer is. Yes. We hurry up and get to the end so we can know who that is. So our mystery announcer, we like to reveal who that is now. It's me, Trinity. It's my granddaughter, Trinity. <laughs> she's sitting in today. Uh, we think she's been probably emotionally scarred by being in a room with us <laughs> for about a half an hour listening yeah. to this mindless chatter. So yeah, uh, yeah, probably it's all good. So, Trin, what would you think about uh, the time in here today? It was good. Fun. Was nice. <laughs> Very basic adjectives. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> wow. Good fun. Nice. Wasn't convicting. Wasn't <laughs> It was long, boring. If you had to choose three words to describe your <laughs> lug nuts experience, <laughs> what would you use? What would that might be? So. All right. Hey, this has been a long podcast. Thanks for hanging around with us. I got Nick, Kenny, Josiah, Aiden, and Trinity. And don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so, so do we. Talk to you later. Hey, everyone. It's Joe from the Lug Nuts Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did and you want to hear more, you can find all of our podcasts on Spotify, App, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Check out our website at ccflugnutspodcast.com. There you'll find all of our podcasts and more exciting information on us and the podcast. 
Follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching the Lugnuts Podcast. Hope you have a great day, and remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.